morning. It is 11.30 a.m. I'm CFRC's broadcast journalist, Christina Laurie, and you're listening to Kingston Currents here on CFRC 101.9 FM, based in Kingston, Ontario. CFRC's news programming is brought to you by the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What Will I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and The Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. In the next half hour, we'll be discussing the final season full of exhibitions debuting tomorrow at the Agnes Etherington Art Centre, before the beginning of the construction of Agnes Reimagined. We'll also go through some updates from the City of Kingston, Utilities Kingston, the Kingston Frontenac Public Library, and more. The Agnes Etherington Art Center is getting ready to launch into their final season before the beginning of the construction of Agnes Reimagined. The Agnes Etherington Art Center, located on Queen's campus on University Avenue, has been in operation as a research-intensive art museum since 1957. The Agnes as it is, a recognizable building with a striking red accent, will be transformed starting in spring of 2024. The building will be completely demolished and replaced between 2024 and 2026, with the center's activities continuing in a more nomadic fashion while they await the completion of their permanent home. This final season was described as Agnes's love letter to Kingston, celebrating local artists with a wide variety of works. I sat down with Emily Changer, director and curator at the Agnes Etherington Art Center, to chat about this upcoming season kicking off on December 1st and the future of the center. To start us off, I was wondering if you'd like to introduce yourself and your role with uh, the Agnes and this upcoming exhibition. Yeah, so my name's Emily Changer, and I'm the director and curator of the Agnes Etherington Art Center. And um, I mean, my involvement in this show is, you know, on the one hand, really wanting all of us to um, have for our final exhibition in our current facility, uh, a big Kingston love fest. uh, And for all the staff to contribute from their point of view on it, and then specifically, Um, I have curated the exhibition of Jay Bridges' uh, work. Awesome, yeah, and we'll get a bit more into the exhibition later, but as you're headed into your final season before uh, construction starts for Agnes Reimagine, I was just wondering how you're feeling leading up to the opening of some of these final exhibitions. I'm pretty excited. I mean, i got to say, this place looks pretty rad. (laughs) Um, You know, the shows are beautiful, um, you know, a lot of it is new work. Um, Agnes looks really handsome, you know, like the spaces look really beautiful. Abby's tattoo parlor is shaping up to be amazing. Um, it's very colorful. I came in uh, last week and there's like this new chartreuse wall and I was like, oh my God, yay, <laughs> finally, <laughs> color. Um, and I think, you know, all our material, all our new signage, all our new banners, um, I think it's a really exciting moment. And we're, we're you know, we feel free mm-hmm. in ways, um, to experiment and, and to take, um, you know, some risks because we are headed into a closure and, you know, why not use this opportunity to, um, you know, shine some light on some under-recognized folks and um, remodel Agnes in a way that's super fun and uh, pretty dynamic. That's awesome. Yeah. And I saw this last season was called uh, Agnes's Love Letter to Kingston. I was wondering if you'd like to dig into this idea in general and a bit about the process of putting this collection together. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, where to start? (laughs) Um, You know, I... 
believe uh, fundamentally that our institutions serve a civic and social function and uh, that it's really important for them to be embedded in their locality. Um, and, you know, uh, Agnes is a public gallery uh, serving Kingston. And so I think this, uh, our idea really was um, to give Kingston artists solo exhibitions and uh, these kinds of opportunities here because we serve them. And um, it's our last show. So um, I think it's this moment where, you know, Agnes is taken to the streets, so to speak, um, and joining the art community uh, by not having a singular monolithic uh, space to operate in. So it's like an invitation to join us here um, with the hope that there'll be an a there'll be a reciprocal invitation to join them after. Um, I mean, the love letter to Kingston too was a sort of recognition that there's some pretty amazing artists here. And, you know, we really wanted to sort of celebrate the diversity of the artists here. And by this, I mean, you know, not all artists arrive at being artists by going to a formal, formal art training. Um, some of the artists here are also entrepreneurs like Jay, for instance, you know, running a skate shop and cafe. Um, they certainly work at the intersection of art and pedagogy, like working in community arts and, and um, teaching art courses. Um, and the, the, it was an opportunity too to, you know, uh, give the first solo exhibition for an artist ever, but also to recognize that there are some pretty senior women artists here, like Anne Clark, for instance, who you know, are almost 80 and haven't had a retrospective in their hometown. Um, so I think this is about recognizing Agnes's role within the larger fabric of the art community here and amplifying the amazing things that happen right here, um, rather than looking elsewhere to do so. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome that you're spotlighting so many talented artists. I'm I'm a big Ann Clark fan, so I'm very excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering um, if maybe you got into conceptually what we can expect, of course, but um, if you could talk a little bit about uh, what mediums we're working with here, what kind of pieces can we expect to see, if you don't mind sharing? I know it'll be yeah, a little no bit worries. of a surprise starting on Friday when uh, the projects are unveiled. Totally. And, you know, because we didn't take a thematic approach, this was not about Agnes having a singular thesis, but um, to hold multiplicity. Um, that's why we did a constellation of solo exhibitions, not a big group show. And that's also why all the entire Agnes staff has contributed to this this season, um, not a singular curatorial voice. So, you know, um, from the program coordinator to preparator to the chief curator to the director, um, we've all contributed, all of us have contributed to this season of programs. So it runs the gamut. So from uh, sculpture installation to photography, to painting, to printmaking, to a tattoo parlor, um, to drawing, to sound installation, um, it really uh, supports all the various mediums the artists in this place work in um, with, with uh, no exception. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. I was wondering if you wanted to get into the exhibition celebration that you'll be hosting on Friday. Yeah, so um, for members, we have, and I'm this is my pitch to everybody, get a membership <laughs> now. Uh, it's very important to us to stay in everybody's orbit and theirs in ours, especially on the brink of our facility closure. Um, from five to six, we have um, members tours. So all the curators and artists will do mini rapid tours through all the exhibitions. And then from six to nine, we have our public reception, um, which is also hosted by DJ Concussion, a local DJ here, and um, a dance party. Uh, so it's going to be mega fun. And I encourage everyone to come. There is no dress code. It is free. Everybody's welcome. Um, we think that it's going to be a great celebration, not only of Agnes's final season, but of Kingston more holistically. Yeah, that's awesome. Looking forward to this final season, truly the end of an era. But also, of course, we're all very excited for uh, Agnes Reimagined in 2026. And where can folks uh, keep up with and find the Agnes while you're away on your break as well? Yeah, well, one thing I forgot to mention, actually, which is also being unveiled on Friday Mm -hmm. is our new architectural model. So one of the galleries has been turned over to a recap of the process we've undertaken for the last two years, our community engaged design process Mm -hmm. um, and our brand new model and more information on the building itself. So that's a a significant milestone for us. And then um, for the first six months uh, of our closure, we're kind of going nomadic with exhibitions presented in collaboration with other galleries and organizations locally, nationally, and internationally, um, as well as doing public artworks and social practice projects and um, land-based projects, really extending and building on so much that we have done over the last year, we kind of ran a, a concurrent program, as I'm sure you know, that was both mm-hmm. off-site and on-site for the last year, um, before we settle into a uh, space that we will call home for um, the two years of our closure. More on that later. Once again, that was Emily Changer, director and curator at the Agnes Etherington Arts Center, discussing the final exhibitions before the end of this era for Agnes and looking forward to the construction of Agnes Reimagined beginning in 2024. You can learn more and keep up with the Agnes at agnes.queensu.ca. Come out to the opening. It's going to be an extraordinary event. Um, and we want to see some Kingston vibes. Come show us what you're made of. The Ontario Superior Court has denied the City of Kingston's request for an order to clear the encampment at Bell Park. The City applied for an injunction in the spring after a years-long saga of discussing the encampment at Bell Park. On October 30th and 31st, lawyers for the City of Kingston and for residents of the encampment at Bell Park each presented their submissions before Justice Ian Carter. After the two days of hearings at the Frontenac County Courthouse, Justice Carter did not make a decision at the bench, giving both parties chances to put forth more written submissions throughout November. Justice Carter ruled against the City in the end, finding the the use of the city's bylaw against camping equipment use in parks to evict the residents of Bell Park to be unconstitutional. In addition to rejecting the city's request, Justice Carter made an exception to the existing bylaw prohibiting the use of camping equipment in parks, determining that houseless individuals are entitled to use camping equipment overnight. Justice Carter has allowed for the city to apply for a new injunction in the future, so long as it complies with this ruling. 
As temperatures dip and inflation soars, generous local partners are helping to support Lionhearts Inc. in its mission to eradicate hunger and homelessness. On December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, COBS, Bread Rio Can Center, Kingston, and local franchisee Ashley Logan will be collecting donations to Lionhearts from COBS customers. Ashley is joined by the Ritchie Fund, the Rotary Clubs of Kingston, and an anonymous donor who will be matching all donations received in the store. This means all donations received on these days at the Kingston COBS Bread location will be tripled. Ashley states, quote, all of our staff know how important access to food is, especially to a growing child. We are very pleased to see the positive difference that we can bring to the local community. The dedicated work and effort put forth by Linehearts is instrumental to our community's overall well-being. We are thrilled to be a part of it in some capacity, end quote. COBS bread franchisees like Ashley have been strong supporters of Linehearts and its work to recover food and household goods from businesses to redistribute to frontline agencies. At Ashley's COBS bread alone, Linehearts picks up over $1,000 worth of bread products each day. Travis Blackmore, executive director of Linehearts Inc., states, quote, we're so appreciative to those like Ashley, the Ritchie Family Fund, the Rotary Clubs of Kingston, and all our supporters who are working with us to empower our frontline agencies and our vulnerable neighbors. And the support of many wonderful partners like these fine folks, we know many more people in our community will be able to break bread this holiday season and enjoy a good meal, end quote. Donations made at COBS will support the Lionhearts Student Food Box, a program that delivers pantry staples, fresh produce, dairy, and accessible snacks to 270 local families with school-aged children twice a month. Linehearts and the Kingston Rotary Club's partner to pack and distribute the boxes, which contain approximately $80 to $90 worth of groceries, but cost approximately $16 to fully process. The program is waitlisted and not fully funded. With this support, Lionhearts hopes to expand the program. During this fundraiser and throughout the month of December, Lionhearts is also soliciting donations to match a campaign supported by two anonymous donors. Donations made before December 31st will be matched up to $35,000 and will also be eligible for 2023 tax receipts. Funds raised will be used to support Lionheart's programming, which includes food and household good recovery, meal programs, the aforementioned food boxes, emergency shelters, supportive and transitional housing, vocational training and social enterprises, street outreach via the Embassy Live Music Cafe, and anti-sex trafficking work. To learn more about donation options, you can visit lionhearts.ca slash donate or search Lionhearts on Canada Helps. In a message from Utilities Kingston, make the right call to identify and report a utility emergency. Utilities Kingston is urging residents to know their energy provider so they know who to call in the event of a natural gas or electricity emergency. The utility company is also concerned with residents reporting potentially life-threatening emergencies using email or social media. Jim Miller, Chief Operating Officer at Utilities Kingston states, quote, This is about making the right call. We proudly serve customers in our distribution area, but there are parts of Kingston that are served by other utilities utility providers. It's important to know your provider and who to call in case of a utility emergency. We want to help people understand how to identify a utility issue. Our 24-hour emergency phone line is the safest way to report it in our area, end quote. In the event of a power outage or electricity emergency, Utilities Kingston customers can check utilitieskingston.com outages or call 613-546-1181 anytime. Hydro One customers can report an outage by texting 92887 or watts through the company's outage map 
at hydro1.com slash stormcenter or by calling 1-800-434-1235. Eastern Ontario Power customers call 1-844-701-9473. To see if you are in Utilities Kingston service area, use the address lookup at utilitieskingston.com slash multi-utility slash service areas. Utilities Kingston's electricity customers are in Central Kingston, Berryfield, and CFB Kingston. If you are not in Utilities Kingston's area, to find your provider, you can check your electricity bill or view a map of electricity service areas in Kingston. Available at utilitieskingston.com. In the event of a natural gas leak, Utilities Kingston customers in Central Kingston can call immediately from outside at 613-546-1181, extension 2151. And Bridge Gas customers in East and West Kingston can call 1-866-763-5427. Don't do anything that could create a spark, don't switch a light on or off, and don't use cell phones or lighters and matches, for example. Keep clear of the area and don't start any motors or motor vehicles near the area of the suspected gas leak. You can check the Utilities Kingston service area once again at utilitieskingston.com slash multi-utility slash service areas. And if you are not a Utilities Kingston customer, then your natural gas provider is Enbridge. Always call to report a utility emergency. Utility issues could create a serious safety hazard. Always call and never use email or use social media. If you see a downed power line or other life-threatening situations, you can call your electricity provider's emergency line or 911. Tree branches on power lines, open utility boxes, and damaged hydro poles could all create serious safety risks and should immediately be reported. You can call the electricity provider for your area. If your carbon monoxide alarm sounds and you or other occupants suffer from symptoms of CO poisoning, call 911. Learn how to prepare for and prevent utility issues and emergencies at utilitieskingston.com. In a message from the Kingston Frontenac Public Library, KFPL promotes menstrual equity with free period products. Recognizing menstrual products are a necessity and not a luxury, KFPL aims to contribute to menstrual equity by ensuring free pads and tampons are easily accessible to everyone. Introducing free menstrual products in all public washrooms across KFPL branches underscores a commitment to inclusivity, respect, and accessibility for library visitors. Public libraries are strategically positioned to address this need, serving diverse populations in rural and urban areas, including individuals facing financial challenges. According to a 2022 Plan Canada study, one in five of those who menstruate acknowledge that they have struggled to afford products for themselves or dependents and have been forced to ration products because they could not afford more. Kristen LeMay, manager, Branches and Collections, states, quote, our commitment to menstrual equity is reflected in our efforts to enhance accessibility for everyone. We've prioritized making menstrual products readily available in all washrooms, recognizing the diverse needs of our community. Placing these products in men's washrooms is a deliberate choice, ensuring anyone can can easily access them for personal use or to support partners, family members, and friends. This project benefits everyone in our communities. It's about fostering an inclusive environment where everyone feels supported and no one faces barriers to essential resources." End quote. On December 6, KFPL will present a virtual session, How to Talk to Kids About Periods, in collaboration with The Period Purse, a Toronto-based charity dedicated to achieving menstrual equity. The virtual presentation will be conducted in real time using Google Meets starting at 6.30 p.m. Registration is required and can be completed at calendar kfpl.ca. For more information about the period purse, you can visit theperiodpurse.com. Utilities Kingston Home Heating Week is November 27th to December 1st. Join Utilities Kingston during Home Heating Week on November 27th to December 1st. Get expert tips, tricks, and ideas to keep your home comfortable and energy efficient during the colder months, while managing your heating costs all winter long. Plus, you can enter a draw for a Google Nest Smart Thermostat. Over 60% of your annual energy costs go towards heating your home, so it's worth heating it as efficiently as possible. 
Carol Casista, Conservation Coordinator for Utilities Kingston states, quote, by supporting our customers and making their homes more energy efficient and better managing their utility bills, we're working together to take climate action and reduce our community's carbon footprint, end quote. During Home Heating Week, Utilities Kingston customers are invited to complete an online home heating quiz and be entered into a draw to win a programmable Google Nest smart thermostat. The contest is open from November 27th to December 8th. Contest rules and information and the online home heating quiz will be available at utilitieskingston.com starting on November 27th. You can follow Utilities Kingston on X at Utilities Kingston and Facebook at Utilities Kingston to get the daily home heating tip from November 27th to December 1st. If you'd like to speak one-on-one with an energy advisor, Utilities Kingston's conservation expert is holding a home heating week office hours on November 29th from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can participate in person at 85 Lappins Lane to get practical tips and advice for heating your home this winter. Alternatively, call 613-546-1181 and dial extension 2765 to speak to your Utilities Kingston energy expert. Consider the following tips to help you manage your utility bill. Air leaks account for the largest amount of heat loss from your home. Seal leaks around tight fixtures, windows, exterior doors, attic hatches, pipe, and wire entrances, wood-burning fireplaces, electrical outlets, and ceiling fans. Avoid having your thermostat in a room with a fireplace. Keep warm air registers, baseboard heaters, and radiators clean and unblocked. Insulate heating ducts that travel through unheated areas of your home to prevent heat loss. Set the furnace fan switch on automatic instead of on or continuous. Clean or replace the furnace filter frequently to keep your furnace operating efficiently. When buying a new furnace, look for the most energy efficient model you can find. Have a licensed HVAC professional service. Have a licensed HVAC professional service your furnace yearly to ensure it is operating at maximum efficiency. In the winter, set the thermostat to 20 degrees Celsius when you are home and 18 degrees Celsius overnight and when away. You can visit utilitieskingston.com for the following information. Utilities Kingston Smart Thermostat Rebate Program, Energy Saving Rebates and Incentives, Conservation Tips, Other Ways to Manage Your Utility Bill, and Contest Rules for the Google Nest Smart Thermostat Draw. For more information, you can call 613-546-1181 and ask a customer service representative to speak with conservation, or email conservation at utilitieskingston.com. That is all things current in Kingston for this week. Thank you for listening to CFRC's local news programming, brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada under the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street, and The Screening Room at ScreeningRoomKingston.com. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. What'll I Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. What'll I Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at What'll I Wear.